Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity, a show that will help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it's going to help you here in the near future. My guest today is the same way. Um, She may or may not be Wonder Woman. We're not quite sure yet, but uh, she is an amazing individual, and we're looking forward to bringing her on here in just a moment. First off, I want to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group and all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Com. Now, for my guest today, I, I, I've known this lady. It, I, I, it's funny because when I was talking to her the other day, we found out like we've actually known each other for a while and we just kind of lost lost touch as, as some people do uh, and whatnot. She's an amazing individual doing some so many great things in the community. Uh, so I'm going to bring her on right now. Patty Catter. Patty, are you there? Yes, I am, Adam. And I had to stop myself from laughing out loud when um, <laughs> you were in- introducing me, saying that you didn't know for sure if I was Wonder Woman or not. Um, actually, I have a story about that. <laughs> when I was a little girl, about seven years old, I believe, my mom and dad had a pastor over to our house. Like He was there for dinner. And my job was to stay upstairs with my sister um, while she was quote unquote, babysitting me in the house so that my parents could have a discussion with the pastor. Well, I don't know if I should tell your listeners this, but it's, I think it's pretty funny. So my sister, <laughs> my sister bet me a dollar that I would not run down in my Wonder Woman underoos and my <laughs> snow boots and run downstairs yelling, Wonder Woman, um, three times while spinning around and then run back up the stairs. Well, a dollar to me was like a big deal because I could buy like two ice cream cones from the ice cream truck when I went by. Um, so, of course, what do I do? I, I run downstairs in my underoos and yell Wonder Woman and my mom yells at me, you know, get upstairs. What are you doing? We have company and giving me the evil eye. Well, I went back upstairs and my sister said, I didn't hear you. You have to do it louder. Oh. So, <laughs> I, I ran downstairs again, yelling Wonder Woman three times, sitting around, and I ran back upstairs, and I was given the dollar, and my sister was given a grounding later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, all the that time we bad. have today, folks. Patty Catter, ladies, that is awesome story. <laughs> I'm just, oh, and you said the pastor was there. Yes. That yes. makes it and even I better. I, you should have you, you you got another buck for that. Just that, that self awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I don't want to give my age away, but in the 80s, that was, that was a decent amount, you know, a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. That, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Right I know. <laughs> That's, Those who know me know that, that you really never know what that's, <laughs> that, that is such a great story. <laughs> I'm in tears right now. <laughs> oh, that's that's too funny. Too funny. Well, obviously, folks, we know Patty's got quite a sense of humor. Um clearly, and she's not afraid of anything. <laughs> not afraid of anything either. And I, and I got I got to say this as a disclaimer. 
I have not heard that story prior to her coming on. It's the first time, folks, that I've heard this story. I merely said she's one. I've known Patty, and if you follow her on Facebook, she she, she went to the Wonder Woman premiere of the movie the other night, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, it was amazing. And did, and did you or did you not dress up? I did. Yep, yes, see? I did. And that's, I, um, and that's why I said she may or may not be Wonder Woman because I've seen her on social media. I follow Patty. We're friends on social media. And, and <laughs> that's why I made that comment. I have not heard. <laughs> I, have, I have not heard that other story before. Not many people have. Oh, God. That is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. That is oh. That is awesome. And I'm going to wonder, wow, wow, this interview with Patty, the ratings went through the roof. I wonder, I think it was the Wonder Woman story. I really do. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, Patty, you, <laughs> other than being Wonder Woman for all these years, apparently, um, yeah. why, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> Okay, are you sure? Are you ready for this? I I think so. (laughs) Okay. So, um, oh my goodness, how do I even get serious after that? I don't know. That's going to be a hard act to follow. I really Mm did. Yeah, so I guess um, through my life, I've been a pretty positive person. I like to have fun. I... um, (laughs) <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I uh, I guess Wonder Woman was a strong role model in my life growing up. She overcame obstacles, and I and really, um, <laughs> my Wonder Woman was actually probably I would say one of my grandparents, my grandmother. She always taught me to um, overcome obstacles and to look at the bright side of things and to always help people out. I think that. She had a really big impact in my life and my whole family that I am really lucky and blessed that I had a good um, foundation for a family and my parents were really great about helping people and I just guess that was installed in me at a young age. Um, so I'm not really sure where you want to start with it. <laughs> well, no, just keep um, keep going. I mean, like, so... I just keep thinking. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I told that story on the air, but okay. Um, <laughs> so, oh, boy. Uh, let's see. So I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and fast forward a few years. A lot of people know me now for helping military veterans. Right. So I'll start with that. Okay. Um, when I met my husband, he was just getting out of the Marine Corps. Okay. He actually, when I met him, he was telling me, oh, yeah, I was a uh, force recon when I was in the Marines. And I really didn't know what that was. And I really, honestly, I was so young and naive when it came to military. I really didn't care. He, um, he was a great guy. Yeah, he had muscles. But when he said, oh, yeah, I was recon, I didn't know what that meant. And... <laughs> It wasn't until years later I would find out because um, my husband had a 10-year break in service. He was a police officer. So I definitely married a superhero, somebody who was in the Marines, somebody who was a police officer. And then fast forward post 9-11, my husband had this great job as a police officer. He had just won the Police Officer of the Year Award in our home state of Michigan. And he tells me that he thinks that he is um, really wanting to join the military again. And it was at that point I started learning 
more about the military because me, I'm a big researcher. I always want to know what I'm getting into and I want to know if it's going to be a beneficial lifestyle, basically. And the more I learned about the military, the more I knew that I could be a very supportive wife. He would, he really, um, wanted to help our country by serving. Um, not a lot of people were joining the military then because there was a war going in on, in, on, in Iraq. And, um, I was a little bit nervous about, you know, maybe something could happen to him, but because I do look at the positive, I wasn't really focused on that. I was thinking, wow, you know, what an honor it would be for me to be a military wife, but not only that, to just support my husband in, in doing what he wanted to do. And what he wanted to do was join the military. So we ended up um, selling our home in Michigan and my husband joined the military again, but this time he joined the army. He was too old to go into active duty Marines. He would have only been able to go into the reserves and he wanted to go active duty. We had three kids and we knew that he would need the um, health insurance for the kids and um, he just was really ready to dive in um, to joining the military. And so being the supportive wife, <laughs> um, we sold the home. We moved to um, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And my husband was in the army. He started over as a PFC, which was huge deal because wow. he had served in the Marines. Yeah, yeah. Force recon. And here he's joining the army and went in as a calf scout. And so it was different for him, but he really enjoyed his um, military service. He enjoyed bonding with the soldiers. And we soon became kind of like mom and dad of the soldiers because they were quite a bit younger than us. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my kids were starting to make a lot of friends and um, it, it was just going really well. Then Hurricane Katrina happened and my husband went to help with the cleanup of Hurricane Katrina, came back and shortly started training to deploy to Iraq. Little did we know that was going to be a, a life changer right there for our entire family. Um, we knew he was going to war. In fact, the day that um, Ken left for Iraq, the kids were outside playing and one of the neighbor children down the road said, Oh, your dad is um, going to war. Soldiers die. He's going to die. So like that was the first day. Um, and of course my kids come home crying and they were a wreck. And um, still, you know, I explained to them that's not always what happens. We just never know what our future is going to be. Something could happen to your dad right here at home. We just never know what our future is going to hold. Right. And um, throughout that deployment, though, it did get really rough. Uh, he was deployed to Iraq August 2006 until October 2007. And in November of 2006, so shortly after they had deployed, he um, had lost his good friend who was his truck commander also. Um, he was the first one killed in war um, during that deployment. And, um, of course, my husband was with him and... Um, my husband ended up taking R and R during his funeral so we could go to that funeral. And then also what had happened three days before that is my best friend's husband was killed. He was with a totally different unit. Um, long story short, both of their funerals ended up being in Arlington on the same day and they were buried next to each other. Oh, wow. And I think that that was definitely pivotal. And, um, my, 
whole thought process of I needed to not only be supportive of my husband at this time, but also other military families because they they really needed that support. And it helped me to focus on what I could do for other people. So I didn't get stuck just focusing on like, poor me, my husband's at war, poor me, like something could happen to him. Instead, I wanted to focus on the families who needed help, the Gold Star families, and then also um, the military wives offering support to them and activities to them. Um, And just kind of um, that deployment just really, it changed my entire life. It changed how I looked at life, um, how I, it made me realize how blessed we were to live in the country that we lived in because of the freedoms that we have because of people giving up their lives in other countries to protect us. Um, So I guess that my support of military families came during that deployment um, in 2006-2007. Well, Patty, the show is called The Decision Hour, and it sounds like that was definitely one of your decision hour uh, moments in your life, um, Mm -hmm. making that decision to help out the Gold Star, the other military families, uh, and, and, and whatnot. My my question is, I'm not a military spouse, uh, obviously, but kind of you know you kind of walked us through that transition uh, that that you're about to take, making that decision to to help the military families and whatnot. What was the the, the you know elaborate more on the thought behind uh, this and how that made you feel, and then once you made that decision to help, what was the first steps you took? Mm-hmm. So the decision-making process started when my husband's truck commander was killed, but it wasn't, it didn't like slap me in the face until um, April, 2007. In April, 2007, um, nine of my husband's unit were killed and it was all at once in a um, suicide bombing of a patrol base. And it was that day that, um, that really made me know that I needed to do more for our military family. So, um, on the morning of April 23rd, 2007, um, I actually had a phone call from a friend of mine whose husband was deployed with Ken. And she said, did you see the news? Did you see the news? And she was crying and um, I told her, no, I didn't see the news. What's going on? She said, turn on the news. And I turned on the news and all over CNN and Fox News, it was talking about how 573 had lost um, nine soldiers in a suicide bombing. They did not have the names of those who were killed. They only had the location. And I knew that that schoolhouse that was turned into a patrol base that was hit was where my husband was staying. And I knew that the odds of my husband being killed in that schoolhouse were very strong. And um, it was just his platoon that had been staying there with a few others. And um, I thought, a platoon isn't very many. Um, You know, what are the odds? And so that kind of, it, it had me shaken up. But I had not gotten a phone call. I had no, no one had come to my door. And I knew that if, my husband had been killed, somebody would come to my door in uniform. Um, I knew if he was injured, I'd get a phone call. Well, 
probably about 10 minutes after my friend called, somebody rang my doorbell and my heart just sank. I felt like I was just going to throw up. I didn't know what I was going to do. I felt really lightheaded. I looked outside in the peephole and saw a man standing at my front door and he had an 82nd Airborne t-shirt on. Well, if I had been thinking straight, I would have known he would, you know, he would have come in a uniform, but I see a man with right. an 82nd t-shirt on and, oh my goodness, I just started sobbing. I opened the door and he says, are you okay? And, and I, it took me a minute like to wipe all the tears off of my face and I'm looking and it was the man who mowed my lawn and he was just coming over to see if he could mow the lawn early. And that morning was just, really a horrific morning waiting to find out who had been killed, um, was my husband involved, but not only that, whoever it was, they were our friends. So either way it was losing friends or my husband, you know, what, what was going on. So, um, later that day we did find out the names of those who were killed and it, it was horrible. And, those emotions I went through that morning, just thinking that it could have been my husband or it, it was our, you know, it was close friends of ours. Uh, those emotions really made me think that and know that those families who, who lost loved ones really needed somebody there for them. And I wanted to be there for them. And, um, I reached out to one of the gold star mothers, her son, um, had been killed in that incident and um, we became good friends and I was able to help her, you know, go pick up family members from airport and help her during that time. But it was really that day that was the awakening moment for me, I guess, that um, I needed to do something. And I was surprised that there were not that many volunteers stepping up to help these families. That was the other thing is how could people not step up to the plate and help them. And I didn't want to be a person that just sat back and did nothing. I needed to help. So you made the decision, you're going to start helping. Where does that take you next? What's the, what, what was the, the first that, or what was the next thing that you did? So I was really involved in our church. We went to a really big mega church and I was flipping through what their, they had like a little book that lists all their different small group support groups. And I noticed that there was not one for military spouses. And so I started a group um, at our church and it was, it ended up to be a pretty big group. It was over a couple of dozen military wives and we, I created a website online for these military wives, and then they had friends that wanted to join in other locations. And long, I keep doing the long story short thing because there's a lot <laughs> that goes into this, these things, but long story short, um, it grew and it grew nationwide. And um, the name of that group was Christian Military Wives, and that is now a part of an organization called Christian Military Fellowship. Um, I stepped down from the position of Christian Military Wives President and Founder. To, well, I'm still the founder, but um, the the president. I did step down um, after my husband medically retired, which we'll get to that pretty soon. <laughs> right. So, okay. So you did that, and 
Well, mm-hmm. now that you brought that up, you, your husband retired because I want to take this into what you're doing today and some of the mm-hmm. organizations that I know you're working with uh, currently. So tell us uh, a little yeah. bit about, okay, fast forward, your husband, uh, you said medically retires. And what, what year mm-hmm. was that? That was in 2010. Okay, so 2010. And you guys were, I'm, I'm assuming you guys were still at Fort Bragg at the time? We were. Um, actually, one thing I don't want to miss is after my husband came home and was injured, he was injured in war, for those of you who don't know that um, are listening, and he has a traumatic brain injury and um, had some neck and back issues and a bunch of other things. Um, but in, in 2008, a few months after he came home injured, um, my son and I ended up adopting a, well, our sponsoring, I should say, a little boy in Guatemala um, to keep our mind off of all the things that we were going through at home. And we went to Guatemala and visited him. <laughs> and um, that's really? through an organization called Mayan Families. And I don't think we've talked about that, Adam. So I just kind of threw that one on you. No, yeah. So say that. Say that. I'm going to write that one down. Say that one again. What was the organization called? It's called Mayan Families. It's M-A-Y-A-N Families. And one cool thing about them is when I would send them money for this little boy, they would take pictures of the little boy receiving different items. Like we bought him a bed. We were able to put a cement floor into his home and um, all sorts of really neat things. But they would send us photos every time that they did something for him. And my son really wanted to go meet him in person. So uh, we did do that. And I, I do think it's important for everybody to remember that if you're going through something difficult, there's always someone going through something more difficult. And that kind of took us back to that. Um, helping others is really important. Amen. <laughs> wow. That so. is, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. folks, Patty threw another curve at me there. She, <laughs> not, that's really cool. That's, that's huge. That And that's a big thing. And Patty, you say something there that I want to kind of highlight real quick. You know, um, it, it's, it, Life, you know, is 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 as hard as you make it, or is 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 as, as simple as you make it. And sometimes we forget that, regardless of what life throws at us, to always be grateful and and to know that there's somebody else out there that that is in a, uh, a harder spot than than we are, and it, it and it makes you realize just how grateful for you, grateful uh, we should be for the things that we do have. Um, in, in life right now. So I think that's really cool that uh, you guys did that and take part of it. That's actually something I'm going to look into my, myself now that mm-hmm. you brought that up. So thank you. So, yeah, you're welcome. And it, it's really, it's um, really important. I think it helped us um, remember what was important in our lives. In 2008, we were facing the fact that Ken was going to have to get out of the military early. He mm-hmm. had a lot of physical issues going on and a lot of other things going on. Um, where we knew he would not be able to spend the next, you know, 15 years or so in the military. So um, I was nervous about, you know, what are we going to do for income? Um, How are we going to live? But instead of focusing on that, I thought, how are other people living and how can we help them? And it it really helped give us a little bit more perspective on things too, I think. Um, So in 2010, we found out how that was going to go for us. When um, Ken medically retired from the Army, he we ended up um, 
selling our house at Fort or in the Fort Bragg area and we moved back home to Michigan. And during that phase, it was really um, difficult because we had been surrounded by friends and family at Fort Bragg who understood everything that Ken went through. And then we were moving back home to Michigan to amazing friends and some amazing family, but they did not understand it because they weren't there during the whole process and they they didn't really understand war and it was one of those things where they wanted to hear war stories and you know Ken didn't want to talk about war stories he doesn't like talking about that and uh, some of his police buddies were like oh man you know you need to come back to work at the police department and reality was he could not go back and work at the police department because of the things that he was going through um, physically and emotionally um um so it was a really difficult time when we moved back to Michigan, and I had a really hard time finding the support that I needed, the support that the kids needed, and a lot of Ken's friends, you know, they're working full-time, so they didn't have a lot of time to spend with him. So there, that was another, um, another chapter in our life where I knew I needed to step down from Christian military wives because I felt I had another calling, and that was to create a support group for military veterans who lived in our area who felt the same way that my husband did and for their families as well. And that's what I did. I started a nonprofit, Voice of Warriors, and it was amazing. We had some amazing times and I was able to help so many veterans in that area. And I have story after story about the ways that I I was... um, able to use our experiences and um, our Ken's story to reach veterans who were really at low points in their life who just needed somebody who understood. And now they had a place to come together and, and get together. And they're, they're all still very well connected. Um, our family ended up moving down to uh, Florida mm-hmm. and uh, that was in 2014. So when we moved down to Florida, I decided to um, dissolve Voice of Warriors. The veterans still had each other to lean on, but um, we donated the money that was in the Voice of Warriors account to Operation Injured Soldiers and Hope for the Warriors, which I am now working for Hope for the Warriors and have been working with Hope for the Warriors for the past three years. Now, you're the, you're the veteran program coordinator, there is that correct? Yes. And you're also a, yes. a host of the uh, Hope for the Warriors radio uh, show. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Folks, make yeah. sure you check that out. And I believe the website is Hope for the Warriors is dot org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Make sure you so listen. Yes, you're, if you're listening to this right now, it means you're online. Open up another browser and go to Hope the number four. The Warriors dot org. Check it out. Hope for the Warriors. It's, it's it's hope for F O R. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yep. Hope for <laughs> hope for. I wrote down for because I'm lazy. That's why. Hope for the Warriors. F O R. Hope for the Warriors dot org. Make sure you check that out. Open up another browser and go to that right now and check it out. And then make sure you follow them on social media as well. Yeah, so you're the, you're, you're there yeah. right now, Patty. What what is and as the veteran program. Uh, coordinator there what exactly uh are you are you doing there so my main job is actually helping the caregivers of veterans um 
However, any veteran that comes to me, I'm going to give them the resources and plug them into the proper um, activities that we have. But if you go to the website at Hope for the Warriors, you can see that we offer an enormous amount of um, help through wellness activities, and we even have um, over-the-phone counseling that is available to veterans and their family members. There's so many things about Hope for the Warriors that I love and that I can honestly say that I would stand behind them a million percent. (laughs) Um, I research them like crazy because at the beginning of the show, you remember I mentioned how I research everything. Well, I researched (laughs) Hope for the Warriors and looked into their financials. I looked into their programs. I met with their staff members many times before I, you know, made the decision that, yeah, I definitely, I would love to work for Hope for the Warriors because it really, um, it did open my door to be able to help veterans and their families even more. And I am so passionate about helping our military and their families. I just really believe that each of us have a story and whatever your story is, whatever your hardship is that you've been through, there's somebody else in this world who's who's gone through that and you can take your story and help other people. And I really believe that everybody should do that. And hope for the warriors has given me that opportunity. And not only that, everybody on the hope for the Warriors staff team, um, they're connected to the military somehow, whether they're a veteran themselves or family member themselves. It's such a great organization that I've been following for, for quite a while. And uh, the fact that you're there, and we have an inside source uh, there. is 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 even is even better. I I want to piggyback. Or I want to kind of go back and touch. You, you talk about uh, you. You I mean you help with the veterans and whatnot, but you you're more focused on the caregivers. And I I want to touch on that just a little bit because I think a lot of times people forget about uh, the caregivers. I think sometimes they're it, it's overlooked. Uh, and their and 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 the I don't want to say responsibility, but the hard work that they have to do and put in uh, when when helping these veterans or whatnot. So I think it's great what you're doing, especially recognizing the caregivers uh, and and helping out uh, with that whole process as well. Um, I got I got a pitch. I got I got I got to find out more about this this uh, Hope for the Warriors radio program mm-hmm. yeah patty tell it tell, tell the listeners a little bit how they can to go ahead and tell tell our listeners how they can tune in and listen to you mm-hmm. so if you go to hope for the warriors website and click newsroom you'll see a little tab that falls down and it says hope for the warriors talk radio you can click that and um all of our episodes are right on the website Folks, this is definitely something, uh, another show that you're going to want to check out. Uh, it will not disappoint you at all. So if, if, if you're a caregiver, you're a veteran, you're active duty military, what have you, or you're looking to help, uh, maybe you have a family member, uh, whatnot, make sure you, you, uh, you check out hopeforthewarriors.org and then listen to Patty uh, and her radio program. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I feel so blessed that I've had the opportunity, Patty, and I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to come on to the decision hour and tell us uh, your story and, uh, and what all the amazing things that you're doing here. If, um, before we let you go, 
my last question to you is for our listeners uh, out there, what advice or what's the one thing you want to leave with them today? Mm -hmm. I think that if people are hesitating to get involved with helping an organization because you're thinking about um, maybe, you know, do they really need my help or, well, how do I know where their funds are going? then my advice to you would be to re research the organizations out there until you find a fit for yourself. And then commit to helping because whatever it is, it can be a military nonprofit or it can be something like Mayan Families where you sponsor a child in Guatemala or it could be um, Meals on Wheels. We just went to that Wonder Woman premiere. It was a benefit um, for Meals on Wheels last week. Um, Whatever it is, get involved in your community and help out. Otherwise, don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Drops mic, exit stage left. There she goes, folks. That's, that's absolutely amazing and, and, and so true. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. Patty, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Patty Catter, Hope for the Warriors. Uh, she's a veteran program coordinator over there. She's also uh, the host for Hope for Warriors Radio. Make sure you check them out. That is www.hopeforthewarriors.org. I'm, I'm still laughing because uh, I was talking to Patty a little bit offline. She's such an amazing individual. And we literally, she had me in tears. We were laughing so hard. I'm, this is not the last that you've heard from her uh, here on the Decision Hour or, or even on HMG. I got a feeling she's going to be on some, several other shows uh, here <laughs> very very soon. So she is, is such an amazing person, and she's doing so many great things for uh, you know, the heroes community and, uh, you know, the veterans and, and the caregivers, which I think uh, me personally, I think that they're often, uh, overlooked and that's something that they need to highlight because of the things that they do uh, as well. So make sure, uh, you check out hope for the warriors.org hope for F O R the warriors.org. Uh, and then make sure you listen to her radio program. That's all the time I got uh, today, folks. But before I let you go, I got to give, a, again, a shout out to Heroes Media Group. Make sure you go over to the network or become part of the family. Uh, become, become part of the HMG family. Go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. I can't even Until next time, thanks for listening to The Decision Hour.